the MI Golf Podcast with Paul Kelly and Morris J. It certainly is. Good morning. Good afternoon. Good evening. Wherever you may be listening to the NI Golf Podcast episode 42. Brackets Beast from the East. Uh, if you've been out playing golf over the last three or four days, you must be mad. Mad. Because it has been horrendously cold. Like that, that's the coldest I think I can remember. That's that has cut you in two weather, isn't that what they say? Cut you in two weather is right. On the programme this evening, Mr Kelly. We've our latest news from the Pro and the Amateur Games. Uh, we have top performance coach Carl Morris. Uh, Paul went to meet him. Yeah, how do we chat with him? Got his, men- got his mental game sorted try out. Try to get you sorted out. <laughs> Young star Tom McKibben joins us to tell us about an exciting invitation he's received. And we've got big news from Conqueror Wood. We'll be chatting to the pro down there, Connor McKenna. And finally, last but not least, we have our first quiz of the year in association with Golf Now. The NI Golf Podcast, sponsored by Andrew Morris Golf. Have your swing analysed on Trackman for a custom club fitting by our leading team of professionals. Mr. Kelly, the Pro News. Right, let's start with the most contentious issue, right? Justin Thomas. This, this, in my view, this is not contentious. Well, let me just kind of, okay. re- let, let's just, let's just explain. Because go. Relax. Okay. Right, so he won his eighth tournament at the Honda Classic on Sunday, beating Luke List in the playoff. But it was his decision to have a spectator ejected on the 16th that has really caused a stir. And he later apologised for getting the spectator thrown out. However, I think he was right. He was totally right. There you go. He was totally right. He should have thrown about 40 of them out. Exactly. Anybody that mouths, yeah. even thinks about shouting. Road. Out. Exactly. Down the road. It's, it's, it's been getting... Referee. It's been getting out of order for too long. I know, but it's... it's this last wee while. Yeah. Last year and this year, it's just stupid. There's yeah. always at least two or three buckages. Over the top. Over the top all the time. Yeah. Get Sh- them out. Yeah. Get them out. Exactly. First time warning, second time out in your road. It annoys everybody, anybody watching it on the TV. It annoys them. I don't know, if you were standing beside somebody who did that. Poke them in the eye with a large stick. <laughs> they would get a sev- seven iron across the chops. They'd have to do something. You'd, you'd turn around and you'd say, what the hell are you doing? It's just so bad. It's just like, you know... Catch yourselves on. And it only seems to happen mostly in one territory of the world. So to seems our American to listener, yes. can you please tell your the rest of the, the 50 other million golf yeah. fans not to do that? Yeah. Can you please just start passing the message on? Yeah. Uh, it, it followed, obviously, Justin Thomas had followed uh, the, the event the week before when Rory and him uh-huh. and Kemba Tiger. Yes, and it was... And it both was of them talked about how Tiger ever managed to concentrate with all that going on. <laughs> well, what, did, Rory, did Rory say that he, Tiger gives a half a shot yeah. per round to the field? Exactly, two shots or a, two a shots, tournament. Two shots to to put up with that nonsense. And that he had to take headache tablets after yeah. playing with Tiger. Exactly. And that seemed to be the start of it. I think Thomas had decided after that that he'd had enough. And the first chance he got, her man was poked and sent out. Yeah, but it, it, it's it interesting true, it that he felt that he had to come out and apologise after. Ah, but they shouldn't have. I, he I shouldn't well. have. He should be. He should have. That should have been the standard. Yeah. That everyone else went. Exactly. You know what, JT? Good on you. We're all going to start doing it. Uh-huh. And we'll knock this on the head because exactly. they're assholes. Yeah. Basically. And they're ruining it for everybody. They're, he hasn't sobered up from Phoenix. That's his problem. Whoever that boy was. Well, now there is an issue there as well because if you're letting people away with all kinds of things at one tournament, how can you exactly? That's and it, you know, do you do you create an environment? Where you allow too much to happen, and now you've got a problem, a real problem. 
Like this is just as in the Ryder Cup. This is in the middle of a tournament that he's trying to win. I know. It's and your man's oh, get in the bunker, get in the bunker. I know, but you know, oh. it just does my every time I hear somebody shouting something, it just yeah. does my head. You want to turn off the TV? Well, that's a problem as well. I'll put your boot through the TV. Yeah. Well, he's a sole competitor in this week's. Sorry, he's not the sole competitor. Mash potato, mash head with seven iron. <laughs> Thomas is in this week's WGC field of Mexico, where Paul Dunn will be flying the flag for Ireland as the sole competitor from here. Hey, come on, Dunners. Uh, Tiger Mini has somehow managed to go up a notch at the Honda, as we saw. Yeah. <laughs> Playing his second event in a row, Woods finished tied for 12th. Yeah. He was in the lead at one stage. Albeit after three holes in the first day or something. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, his best finish since 2015. Led the field in proximity to the hole, and after the event, he talked up his chances of doing well in yeah, the Masters. He said he's on course, which would be. You know that that well, could be the that could be the surprise of the century. If he wins the Masters, he is hands down the greatest golfer ever seen. Ever will never be beaten. There you go, including Jack. Uh, oh, by by somewhere, by somewhere, the Honda wasn't a great event for Rory, who mm. finished tied for fifty ninth. He failed to break seventy in any of his four rounds. Now he's taken a week off, and the word is it that Michael Bond and his coach has flown out to Florida. Yep. Ahead of his next outing at the Valspar Championship, Shane Laurie finished tight for 49th at the Honda, so he'll also be back in action at the Valspar, and Rory was really not at it. He wasn't at the party. Right from the start. He wasn't at the party. The windy conditions, struggled to control his ball, really was struggling to, even his accuracy was down off the tee, his accuracy with his irons was poor. He didn't actually put that badly at the, at the either, and the no, greens were great. And considering how well he played in Dubai and Abu yeah. Dhabi. He'd gone backwards a bit in the two events in America. Yep. Uh, while we're talking about Roars and the Irish players, some other bits of Irish Open news. We mentioned that County Sligo was in the running to host the 2019 Irish Open. Recent reports have also put La Hinch and County Kerry into the mix. And according to Irish Golfer magazine, uh, Rory is trying to talk the Scottish Open to switch the weeks of the tournament on a one-off basis next year. Yeah, now that's because cl- that has been that has been mm-hmm. sort of the inference and the talk, yeah. and yeah. you know, there's been a wee bubble about that for a couple of years yeah. now. Wouldn't it be great if it would be a great idea? Look to, to run the two tournaments back to back, and people would people would come. All the Americans would come and play and play the, the the Irish Open a week before the Open, and then go and play the Open Championship. Uh-huh. It, it works so, so wh- many levels. So what does Rory have to do or promise? Rory. to the Scottish Open yeah. <laughs> to, yeah. to make this feasible he probably has to commit as he says I think he said he was reported in that uh, piece by Bernie McGuire for Irish Golf Magazine he was reportedly saying that he would play in the Scottish Open and commit to playing in it for a couple of years Yeah. so basically what he's saying is that if you switch for me I will commit to playing your tournament for two or three years for play him he's putting, his, putting himself out, get out again for the Irish Open and it's for 2019 yeah He's trying to get a range for next year for for to work in with Portrush. Absolutely. So, Give all, so, so he doesn't want to be any flan. He wants to be based here for the two weeks. Uh huh. Just just for himself. Just, not, 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 not for anybody else. <laughs> just wants to have a wee bit of home cooking. He wants Rosie to make his dinner a few times. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it is. Now that would that would be amazing. If you know if Rory can pull that off, like yeah. fair play. Oh, it'd, yeah. be, it'd be great for the tournament for both tournaments. And the history of Irish golf would be good for the history it's of some Irish two golf. Weeks. Can oh. you imagine the three weeks? Well the European tours moved from Qatar where Eddie Pepperell won. Wasn't that brilliant? Eddie Pepperell, what a character he is. He's a great character. So they've moved from there to South Africa for the Swanee Open. And Gavin Moynihan is the only Irish player in the field. Gavin actually got a late invite to the field in Qatar. He arrived 
on the Thursday of his first round. <laughs> was out about three hours he, later. He, he arrived at one a.m. <laughs> he was thinking he was right. You say he was. He was. He was out about it, seven yeah, o'clock or yeah. something, there, wasn't he? So he played. Surprisingly enough, he played his opening round in five over par. He had a seventy-seven, but he came back for round two and got it round in five under. 67 but he still missed the cut but it was a great learning experience for Gavin but it don't do it again <laughs> what do you do if somebody gives you a late invite do you take it is it good for you that's the issue well and didn't well, scheduling that, is an issue well like. I think it was probably a, it was a bad call on his well whoever's part but yeah. probably his part yeah. to fly home yeah. from the Middle East yeah. if there was a chance that he may get a call up to go back again he, he was the very last one in how would you know well you wouldn't and yeah. that's but that's yeah. the thing but yeah. you know what do you base yourself somewhere in between like Dubai or somewhere a bit more long term because you can get to more places from there quicker well if he had the option yeah could he have stayed on and just yeah. farted about <laughs> and done it well done a bit of practice in the glorious sunshine yeah it's just on the off chance yeah I don't know anyway uh, on to the L.E.T. Francis Celine Boutier won the inaugural Australian Ladies Classic uh, Bonville on the LPGA Jessica Corda won the Honda LPGA in Thailand a remarkable win coming just 11 weeks after major sur- surgery left 27 screws in her mouth yeah they had to break her nose and break her jaw and all to fix an, over- an overbite and she was out playing golf I just didn't in my bed <laughs> I'm a bit. Anyway, Ryder Cup captain Thomas Bjorn and the Solheim Cup captain Katrina Matthew will join forces when they play together in the Golf Sixes event on European Tour schedule in May. There's no word of an Irish team at the minute and I think it would be great. Now, I don't know if it would ever happen, but it would be great to see the likes of Paul Dunn and Gavin Moynihan playing together. Not super it, it, yeah. uh, the captain's team is one of four new wildcard selections which have been introduced this year's event. It's basically what they've done is they've introduced the women. So we have yeah. Georgia Hall Georgia Hall and Charlie Hull will play together and also England's Mel Reid and Suzanne Patterson and they'll also be joined by the defending champions last year's winners Lucas Bedegaard and Thomas Olsen and finally a bit of recent Irish success in the mini tours uh, Stuart Gren grabbed his first pro win mm-hmm. at the Palmares Classic on the Algarve Pro Golf Tour and Johnny Caldwell uh, winning on the Evolve Tour yeah, great don't like to say it could have been the tips I gave him last year around Clanley <laughs> but don't like to mention it but uh, also mentioned for Neil O'Brien who finished third in the Dimension Data Pro-Am on the Sunshine Tour Neil is over there doing very well working away but you know what he's doing he's driving between the venues thousands of miles he's driving to qualify because he's playing in pre-qualifying events for these events does he not like flying I think it's the cheapest way of doing it right (laughs) and there's no water involved like it's not a large ocean or anything thousands of miles he's driving between these tournaments and these hire cars that are breaking down and falling apart golf road trip golf road trip class Get the best prices on every round of golf with Hot Deals Tea Times exclusively from Golf Now. Available at more than 1,600 golf clubs throughout the UK and Ireland. Hot Deals save you up to 80% on thousands of tea times daily. Find the flame and save every time you play with Hot Deals only from Golf Now. Speaking of Golf Now, mm-hmm. they have very kindly come on board again this year to uh, sponsor some of our competitions. Yes. And no better time to do our first competition than this week. So we have a uh, £25 Tea Times voucher, courtesy of Golf Now, to give away. Uh, we will ask a question. All you got to do is go on Twitter, at Podcast. Just tweet us the answer to this question. Which venue was announced for the 2023 Walker Cup? 
Okay, it was announced just yesterday? Yeah, this week. This week. So this it's week. Been, it's been, it was announced this week. Which venue will host the 2023 Walker Cup? It is in GBNA, and that's all you're getting in terms of tips. So n- no other clues no other, other than clue. it's in GBNA. Yeah, yeah, and that's all I need to know. And that it's a very old golf course. It's very, very much so. Very, very, very yeah. old. Have you ever played in that old golf course? I've never played in that old course. No, okay. I've oh. never, I've never had the, the pleasure I, I'd of, love to of play walking over any wee bridges that happen to be there. Or I'd love to play in that old course. Yeah, that old course would be yeah. nice for you. Okay. So that's the uh, that's the question and the answer. <laughs> <laughs> All you gotta do is tweet us the answer to at ni golf podcast, and then from all the entries, we'll pick a winner on the next one. One of the premier Challenge Tour events of the year, the NI Open, hosted by Modest Golf, returns to Galgon Castle from the 16th to the 19th of August. Register now for your free tickets at niopen.golf. Right, let's move on to the amateur news, MJ. Lisburn's Paula Grant has been selected to represent Europe at the Patsy Hankins Trophy next month. The event, which sees two teams of 12 representing Europe and Asia-Pacific, will be played at Doha Golf Club Qatar from the 8th to the 10th of March. Paula is currently playing in the Spanish International Ladies Amateur Championship at Monte Castello Golf Resort. She's joined in the field by Georgia Carr, Kira Casey, Valerie Clancy, Lauren Walsh and Annabelle Wilson. And Ireland's Robin Dawson has been selected on Europe's 12-man team for the Balnac Trophy against Asia-Pacific in Qatar at the same time. That's the 8th to the 10th of March. Dawson has been included by Captain Alex Gouye for the biennial match featuring the best amateurs from Europe and Asia-Pacific. Europe are the reigning champions that have won the last five matches and will defend their title this time around. Got a lot. Thank you. I like God a lot. God a lot. Alexis, you, you, your pronunciation was cru- closer, but it looks like God a lot. It does. Claddy boy Scott Miller fired a two under par 66 to win the opening event of the Winter Series at Port Stewart Golf Club. Congrats also to Balmoral's Fian Dobbin, Balmoral, who managed a hole-in-one at the 15th. Uh, two more rounds of the Winter Series have been set for foil golf on the 26th of March and Galgorm on the 29th of April. And it must be great being a junior golfer these days because as we've, as we've covered so many events, there's so much to play. And now there's another one. Newry Morn Down District Council have recently announced details of their junior summer golf trophy. I saw that. Yeah, it'll be played at Kilkeel and Morn Point. And the qualifiers will get the chance to tackle Royal County Down. The event's opened under 18, so there are a number of different age categories, you can imagine, under 16, under 14, etc. And for the younger ones, uh, sort of the under 10s, and for those who don't have a handicap, there's a special flag event. And you can find out the details on www.visitmornmountains.co.uk. The qualifying dates and venues for the International Kings Cup at Loch Erne have been released. Four provincial qualifiers will be staged in March and April in a bid to identify the best Irish team to take on the US of A. USA, USA, match potato, in the five-day, 54-hole match play tournament in May. Remember, this is a pairs event, and it's become very, very uh, hotly contested after last year's yes, qualifier. It was great fun last great year. Great fun last year. You were, you were down at yeah. it. There's a whole buzz about it now. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, it's the whole battle. They all, they all get togged out in their gear and they all get their pictures taken and you think it's just a few boys getting together for a bit of oil crack and then the and event starts and then there's the golf <laughs> and suddenly it gets a bit serious yes I mean, it was good fun now. I really enjoyed it so last this week. is uh, this is year three isn't it yeah yeah yeah, third year. Uh, Westport Golf Club will hold the Connacht Qualifier on Saturday the 24th of March. The Leinster Qualifier is at Dunmurray Springs on the 25th of March. Munster is at 
NS Golf Club on Saturday the 31st of March and the Ulster qualifier will be at Lockern itself on Saturday the 7th of April. The national final qualifier is back at Lockern on Sunday the 15th of April and the event itself uh, runs from the 14th to the 18th of May. For more info, contact the clubs uh, regarding uh, directly. The GUI have tied up a deal with Bridgestone Tires to sponsor the Boys and Men's Order of Merit. The GUI have also redesigned the Order of Merit for 2018. There is more emphasis on home events. And the leading two players will be guaranteed a place on the Ireland team for the Men's Home Internationals. You can find out more at golfnet.ie. And just in case you missed it, the RNA and the USTA have announced details of a new world handicapping system, which is set to be implemented in 2020. This is the sort of thing that your eyes start to glaze over when I start to talk about this, because this involves committees and people sitting making decisions. And <laughs> <laughs> it's worth noting a few things. Well, just right, about just this. G- give, us, give us the, like, the, the three the salient, yes. the salient points. Yes. They're talking about it's it's they're going to reveal a bit more as, as we're going along, but they're talking about a few things. There'll be a maximum handicap of fifty four. Great. Can you imagine? Now the whole thing is to try and get as many people playing golf, obviously, as, as you can possibly. But the way I'm going, it'll be fifty four by fifty four. Fifty four. <laughs> fifty four seems a bit exaggerated, but there you go. Um, the average your handicap will be more sort of an average based thing as opposed to, you know, the way traditionally most people here think your average your handicap is the best that you've ever played, if you know what I mean. You get a handicap cut. Yeah. You've played the best you've ever played. So you're, yeah. you're the lowest you are. Uh-huh. Now they're talking about an average. So your handicap will be more based on, they're talking about sort of the best eight of your last 20 scores. Right. So it'll be more based on your, your general play mm-hmm. as opposed to your very best. And finally, the one thing I think that people here would find quite difficult to get their head around, which is this slope system that they have in the States, whereby the basic way to do it is that each course is rated as well. So you, you judge your handicap off the rating of the course. But does that know what the standard scratch is for? Uh, the standard scratch, remember, is tends to be, yeah, but it, it, it can change it can as change, a competition, yeah, competition yeah. scratch score is brought in, you see, whereas this is based on, you know, the slope. And, you, and the difference is you'd be able to take these handicaps anywhere in the world. So you'd be able to take your handicap from here next time you're playing. And play the Pebble Beach Open. With, you know, and your handicap will be perfect for it. When you're playing all single for you and Tom. I don't know. At clubstohire.com, you can take all the hassle out of your golf travel and rent your clubs before you fly. Clubs to Hire offer the very latest sets from just £32 per week, including the brand new M4 clubs from TaylorMade. And Clubs to Hire have just opened three new locations in Australia. That's 26 locations worldwide. So wherever you're travelling to play golf, choose the easy option and hire your clubs at clubstohire.com. Now the challenge tour announced today that the Irish challenge will be staged at Conquerwood in October. And I'm delighted to say that our old friend Conor McKenna, the PGA professional at the Castle Blaney Club, joins us on the line to give us all the info. Hiya Conor. Good evening Paul, MJ, how you doing? All good, thank you, all good. Well listen, this is a huge story and a huge big news story and good news story for yourselves at Conquerwood. Tell us, how did the event come to be staged in your place what happened well Paul I suppose um, we're wintering well down at Conquerwood but got a phone call completely out of the blue about mid uh, January from Andrew Snoddy from the PGA who had been our the tournament controller at the 2012 Euro Pro event and just basically asked would we be interested in hosting the Irish Challenge so uh, I give him about 
three seconds and give him a, a yes to the rest. <laughs> uh, without asking how much, but we give him about three seconds, and uh, he just said that the PGA and the officials had really enjoyed their time, the three years with us at the Europro events at Conquerwood. They said the course was a great test and that they'd been treated well when when they arrived at the golf course. So um, this was kind of the, the progression. Uh, to move on to a Challenge Tour event, which I suppose we, we've been not going out really looking for, but certainly that's been in the plans for a little while now. Okay. That was always your ambition, was to sort of, you, you held the, the Euro Pro Tour event, you held three three years of that, and the long-term ambition still is and probably remains to one day host a, an Irish Open, but this is another another stepping stone along the way for you. It is, sure. I mean, I think the Irish Open is certainly something that, you know, every every golf club strives for it, you know, and, and it's no different at Conkwood. I think, you know, we have everything there now, basically, that we could stage that. But, you know, it's probably just a, a number of years too early just yet, Paul. But the um, the natural progression was to go to Challenge Tour, you know, and the, the format of the Irish Challenge, you know, with the association of, you know, the, the Irish government and CGI and PGS and all the rest, That's you know, right, yeah. it just fits our bill at the minute um, with what's going on at the golf club, so... Yeah, it's great. it is. It, it has been like like a lot of clubs. Conquer Woods struggled um, during the economic downturn, just like like so many clubs across Ireland. But you know, what does this sort of do for you, for the club, Connor, and for the vibe about the place? Well, I suppose, Paul. There's you know, there's been lots going on anyway um, in the last four or five months. I suppose at the golf club, we we're in the middle of a transition period where you know we've. We've owed obviously a lot of money for a long time, and you know, even though we've owed a lot of money, we kind of we just seem to push ourselves on. Maybe it's the type of people they are in Castleblaney that you know they don't really worry too much about that, but they just move on anyway. So, um, keep the head down. You know, we keep the head down. But um, you know, we've been you've probably seen it probably on, on social media. We yeah. we are actively seeking shares, and I suppose you two boys are loaded there. Sure. <laughs> yeah, right, yeah, 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 yeah. Five grand would be nothing to you boys, yeah. but you know, we're in the in the middle of repositioning, you know, our mortgage, and I mean, we're just about to enter a completely new phase. At our golf club, which is absolutely brilliant, you know, um, it's sort of the first time I mean, in the years that I've been there that you sort of are starting to feel a lot more secure with with everything that's going on at the club. So this is, you know, our tenth year of opening as well at the golf club. So, you know, it's it's maybe with what's going on, suppose financially, it's, uh, this year was it a good year to have challenged here? Probably it was a year too early, but. You know, when the offer come, you just couldn't refuse. Absolutely, when they come knocking your door, right? It's yeah, uh, it's the early part of October for the event, uh, Connor. What what kind of sort of preparations do you need to do specifically for an event like this, or or do you not need to do anything? Is the course sort of pretty much there? Well, we do. I suppose. I mean, the weather has been so poor from last August, and we didn't get sanding last year as a result of the bad weather. So the fairways and never got slitted or, or sanded. So I mean, we have. Um, been set a you know set a program with our greenkeeper that there's going to be two sand um, programs this year, which is is very costly in fairness. Like it's it's, it's roughly fourteen thousand per application. That's the fairways alone. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Um, the club are certainly they know that they're going to have to put um, a little bit more into the golf course this year. We've we've actually just bought a new rough moor. We're intending to buy a new greens moor as well. So. Um, there is certainly a lot of money that has to be set aside for it, but but we recognise this is this is now the next stage, you know, and 
the one thing that we were able to do in the three Euro Pro events was present the golf course to the best of its capabilities for, for the money that we had at the time and um, we intend to do the same this year. Well, I, I read a wee article earlier on just a, about the, the challenge tour coming and uh, you know they were saying about it being a, a wee gem in the Irish countryside and um, I have to say I love Conqueror Wood. I've I've played it only about two or three times now, and, and I know a lot of boys don't because they think it's too tough. Yes, right. Yeah. But but it, it is tough. But it's a gorgeous golf course, and if you play half decent, you get so much back from it. Absolutely. Well, I think I mean the course is tough, you know. But at at the same time, it's a championship golf course. Yep. And that that is now you know just being shown like that we are getting you know Euro Pro events and now the Challenge Tour. You know, I think we. We in the club itself, like we recognise that the, the course is tough enough anyway, you know. But we have been trying ourselves, like, to make it a little bit user, more user friendly, like, for the majority of the golfers that's out there. So, like, we have put in an extra set of tees. You know, we do recognise that you will know, have large greens that there's so many pin positions on. So, you know, we're trying our best to work with the greenkeepers to, you know, to make this place a little bit more playable. So, push the tees up and you know, pull the, the pin positions forward and stuff. So just to try and make it a little bit more user-friendly for the mass market. But, you know, when it comes to this type of an event on the Challenge Tour, you know, a course of 7,300 yards with yeah, rough up to your knees and, and certainly a lot of this, <laughs> mm-hmm. it's going to be yeah. it's going to be a great test for, you know, these players that are coming, like, and they're mm-hmm. obviously quality golfers. Well, as long as you've moved that fourth tee, I think it's the fourth tee on the par five all the way uh-huh. up onto the top of the hill, that'll do us right. Like, <laughs> see, see that old blind tee shot? That's a bugger, that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, well. Do you know why? Do you know why? Because I always wanted to fur away at the other end. Uh, oh, yeah, 320 yeah. yards, it yeah. snakes back, and that's me bit, so. <laughs> Of these dreamers, <laughs> <laughs> Connor. Um, the, obviously, the, the Irish Challenge is the one that will have you know the Team Ireland guys and all in it. It's really going to be there's going to be a big local feel to it. A lot of the Irish players will be yeah. there. Um, so, so oh, again, it's just it's, it's just there's a no lose to taking this. Was there any thought that you just weren't you just couldn't do it like, within that three seconds? Yeah. <laughs> um, but for about one second, I maybe thought about it, yeah. but the other no, I think, I mean, um. It was up to me then, you know, one, I had the offers up me to go back to the club then and, and see where they're interested. You know, I, I, I kind of thought it was a year too early for them that they might have said, listen, mm. you know, put it off for a year. But um, I got a meeting arranged with our chairman, Mr. Seamus Mallon, and he came straight up and I said, listen, I've got something exciting. And when about maybe four seconds, he said, <laughs> yes, go for it. You boys don't mess about, you. No, that's that's no, don't look a gift horse in the mouth. They're fairly definitive down there. He wants to make up their mind to go for it. So, All right. So, Connor, know. when is this event exactly? Uh, well, the tournament days are the fourth to the seventh October. Okay. Right. You know, and I suppose you know many people in in Irish golf, you know, kind of saying, "Geez, it's it's a little bit late in the season," which probably it is. But um, I was talking to another greenkeeper just last week, and he said, "God, October is very late." And I said, "Well, you know, the same thing could have happened in August last year because exactly. it was a washout from uh-huh. August." So exactly. there's no there's no guarantees in Ireland, you yeah. know. And sometimes you get those those nice little patches in September and October that uh, well, hopefully we get that week that. Well, nice well, the, the beauty of having it, you know, there and so late in the season is that it's getting down to crunch time for the challenge tour. Exactly, there's not a lot else. It on. is. I mean, and this is, I suppose we're looking for, um, you know, a good entry. It's probably going to be a slightly limited entry, maybe 130, 140 players, because of the daylight hours at that stage right, of the yeah. year. But um, you know, I think the 
when people start, you know, these players start to Google the course and they look at the drone footage that we have on the golf course, I think, you know, the quality of the course is always going to stand out, right. you know, and the images that we have are just, you know, I suppose cameras don't lie. It is a fantastic golf course, you know, it has a great setting in a great location and, you know, the proximity we have, like from Belfast, Dublin, exactly. you know, yeah, yeah. Why, wouldn't, why wouldn't it come? Why wouldn't you hear it? Well, I hope they get glorious weather Thursday, Friday, and then that 60 mile an hour howler comes up the first on the Saturday. <laughs> and, then, and then back to good weather on the Sunday, just to show them yeah. what the, the teeth of the course. Fantastic news for Conqueror. And uh, thanks for coming on for a chat. You're very welcome. Thank All the best. Much. Cheers. Thanks, Cheers. Bye-bye. Take care. Thanks. Bye-bye. Right, Paul. Bye-bye. One of the premier Challenge Tour events of the year, the NI Open. Hosted by Modest Golf, returns to Galgon Castle from the 16th to the 19th of August. Register now for your free tickets at niopen.golf. Our next guest is no stranger to the spotlight and no stranger to the NI Golf podcast. It's Tom McKibben, who recently got a very special invite. But we'll let him tell us all about it. Evening, Squire. Hello. All good? Yeah, not too bad. How are you? Uh, fine, except the last time I saw you, you were a foot shorter. Uh, what has ha- what has happened? You have gone. What are you now? But it's over six foot. Yeah, about six foot. Yeah, six foot. La- last time I saw you, honestly, you were literally about a foot shorter. <laughs> I know. You've sprouted up in this last year, ridiculous. Which is great because the old swing speed will go up. Yeah, definitely. No, I don't mind it. If you get, yeah, yeah. You get a lot out of it. <laughs> swing speed, etc. So. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Have you noticed a big increase in the swing speed? Uh, yeah, this year it's got. I went up a lot more, so it has so. But I think that's a bit. Of both with me growing and doing work on it as well. Yeah, yeah, so. absolutely. And there's a, there is a big focus for the young ones coming through now on swing speed. You know, especially in the last sort of five to ten years, it seems to be you know a big thing. So I mean, who was it was saying to you guys? Was it a few years ago? Was it one of the Harmons? Yeah, Claude Harmon. Claude yeah. Harmon said to you about swing speed, and it was a very important part of the game now. And obviously, you've been working on that with your with Johnny. Uh, yeah, I've been working on it with uh, strength and conditioning coach as well, Jeff yeah. and um, Johnny as well, but. I think I've got a lot and it's, it's actually helped a lot. It's so much easier when you can hit it a lot further. Oh, absolutely. And so second us and tell us what you're up to then with the driver at the minute on average. Um, About 290 carry. About 112. <laughs> 290 carry. <laughs> 290 carry. What's that, what does that equate to in Swab? About 110, 111? Yeah, 111, 112. Right. <laughs> anyway, um, some people have an off-season. You don't. You're uh, you're a bit like the Americans. You have a wraparound season because you were over in uh, America recently and had a bit of a win under your belt. Tell us about that. Uh, yeah, I won the Doral Publix and then won the Junior Honda Classic after that. So it's a good trip away. <laughs> a good trip away. Two wins under your belt, yeah. Tell, tell us about the, the Doral and the, and the Honda. Um, yeah, the Doral one, it was... Um, courses had a lot of water on it of course so it was good to play well around there and then the junior honda was on pj national where mm-hmm. they had the honda last week and it's just it's just such a hard course it's mm-hmm. just windy every day how was the trap for you well i went around it even par for two rounds there so, you go well i barely hit, hit it the foot in the 15th so i did so <laughs> and then hit a bad boogie on that 16th full hit it in bunkers so. yeah yeah so what was your what was your score for the two rounds um, four over. Four over. It so. wasn't too bad because the wind was pretty. Yeah, yeah. Pretty, and the rough, deep round that course. So, so good way to start. Good, a yeah. good, good way to start the season. And then uh, along comes a, an invite from Mr. Faldo's championship. Uh yeah, going to play the Faldo Invitational Major Champion, and um, yeah, it's over in Florida in two weeks. So I'm going over next week to just get 
radaista grass and stuff oh of course well you need you need that prep time you need yeah. a bit of acclimatization coming from the beast from the east to yeah. the floridian climate yeah so so what's happened is that um faldo's approached a number of major champions to pull this event together um, and he only announced it um uh, just after christmas time um so he's spoken to a number of major champions like so rory and jordan spieth and all these boys and he said can you send me a couple of players so rory jumped straight in of course i'll send you a couple of players mm-hmm. Your man gets a call. Uh-huh. And, by the way, Annabelle Wilson. Yes, read there that. Yeah. Annabelle Wilson. So we're sending the top team over. They better win now. And, the, and this, so, so who helped? <laughs> no How many's on the team then altogether? Uh, four. Four. So it's yourself, yeah. Annabelle. Um, Alan Kornikova. And then... Someone else, I'm not too sure who it is. So how is Alan Kornikova's game this, these days? Because Alan was the star of uh, a documentary film on Netflix about, what, about seven years ago now? Uh, uh, yeah, Called The Short years. Game? Yeah. Um, not to be confused with Mr. Kelly. Oh, he low blow. Very low. <laughs> um, so yeah, so how's his game? Um not sure, but I'm sure it's good. Uh, but you you have played with him. I played with him. Yeah, I played with him a few years ago. But um, I see him at all the events, so I'm pretty friendly with him. So. And he he is the brother of of Anna Cornico, uh, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. So it's uh, so he's got it in his blood in the pedigree. Yeah. And so who was the fourth one? Uh, Alan uh, and. I'm I'm not sure. Not me. sure. Okay. Yeah, so. I know it's a girl anyway. So. And what's the format of the competition then? Um, I think it's a team event, and then there's like an individual prize as well. So. So there's a fair Northern Ireland contingent then, as you would expect. Uh, yeah, hopefully. So no pressure, no oh, pressure. Thanks. And then basically the same week, another envelope dropped through the door. Uh, yeah, an email from Sage Valley Invitational, Junior Invitational there. So it's I'm really excited to play that. It's one of the best ones you go to ever. It's so I've heard. I didn't actually know anything about the Sage Valley now. No, I, I never heard of this at all either. But it was actually it was actually your dad. We were up with your dad doing uh, the winner's wedge fitting. Uh, Johnny McKinstry was up over the weekend getting his wedges all sorted out. So t- tell your dad thanks very much. Uh, but he was saying about this. I'd never heard of the Sage. So tell us a wee bit about it. Um, 54 people playing it and it's invite only. So And then I think it's three rounds so it is and um of course sage valley yeah yeah, yeah best courses in the world so and it's an exclusive invitation just to the world's best juniors basically. uh i think so yeah i think there, there's uh sponsors exemptions as well so nike invited me to go fly so excellent, excellent. when is that talk um i think it's around the middle of april so so already the season is starting to fill up <laughs> morris when was your last round of golf proper one yes I don't know, October or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And Morris, when were we hoping to play golf again? Uh, anytime Tom wants to take us with us and, uh, and play in Florida is, is, is fine. Uh, so apart from apart from those invitations, which is unbelievable, you know, fantastic, what are you working on the minute that you get on your game then? Um, working on getting the club face a bit stronger, like free, sort of been hitting pretty weak block shots sometimes because so, I leave the face open, so... Just strengthening the club face up a bit, and um, that's it really. Don't really want to change too much stuff. And uh, I know we're talking a bit about sort of going to America. What about the, the home events now? I suppose you're going to focus on on trying to get back in the Irish team? Uh, yeah, no, I'm going to play a few um, all under 18 events this year, just focus on those and uh, play a couple of men's events that I'll be available for. So. Very good. So, so what are we talking about? You're not playing the West, obviously. You'll be. Uh, no, I'm away for that. So, I'll play Connacht Boys and then the East, probably, oh, right, and okay. the good. North. 
and um, I'll play all the other under 18 events. Very so, good. So you'll be testing yourself against the the, the older boys now at this stage? Uh, yeah, definitely. So, yeah, I can't wait. It should be good. And can, and can Hollywood still rely on you for the Fred Daly? Um, yeah, well, if I'm available, I'll play. So. <laughs> if I'm available, play, it's class. Uh, they'll, be look, they'll be looking at you. Eddie will be after you. I know. He'll I be know. giving you a call. Well, fantastic start to the season. Fantastic invitations. Uh, you've already got two wins under your belt this year, so it's going to be a great one. Tom, yeah, no, thank thanks you. for coming in. No, thanks for Cheers, all the best. Thanks. Bye. So, we've been out and about on our travels, uh, recording bits and pieces this week for the NI Golf Podcast. I was up at the clubhouse at Greenacres, uh, up there in uh, Newton Abbey direction. So, it was our winner, Johnny McKinstry, if you remember our big competition big last competition year. competition last year, yes. Uh, well, Johnny McKinstry, he was our overall winner, and one of the prizes was to get a custom wedge fitting. Cleveland wedges, right? Cleveland wedges, oh, yes, right. with Robin McKibben up in the clubhouse, Very up good. at Greenacres. The fitting centre. The fitting centre. So, uh, Johnny decided to book it on Saturday past there, and it was arguably the coldest day in the history of coldness. <laughs> and slapping into him that his hands nearly fell off with the cold. <laughs> I mean, who picks a day like that in the middle of winter to get a wedge fitting? <laughs> he did. So, uh, so I was up filming some stuff, and uh, I'm going to sort of cut together the video because we're going to put it up on our on our various pages and, yes. and stuff because it gives people a really good insight in what you can expect from the process, either a club fitting or more specifically a wedge fitting, yeah. because yeah. there's a whole lot more to it than you may imagine. Mm-hmm. So we did some video up with uh, Robin McKibben, um, so you'll you'll be able to see that over the next week or two once we get it edited together. And uh, you, can see that. you were also on your travels. Yes, I was meeting performance coach Carl Morris ahead of a. Uh, seminar delivered in Malone Golf Club you lent me his book last year yes did you make any use of it I used it to prop up a speaker yeah. in the bedroom yeah. for a while because it was <laughs> <laughs> well that's not not what you should do it no, I, I, but I, w- I will I will read definitely it definitely read it Carl is very experienced he's been doing it 20 odd years he's worked with a number of top world's top players including Graham McDowell uh-huh. on getting their performance aspects right before they go and play and while they're playing and he sat down and had a chat with me about his career and what we can hopefully try and bring into our own games this summer. Okay, there's going to be an extended version of this because you were up chatting to him for a good sort of 20 minutes, half yeah. hour or whatever. So so we'll bring you the virtually the full interview uh, on another little sort of standalone episode. Uh, but here's just a little bit of what Carl had to say to Paul last week. Carl, just to begin with, you're not a sports psychologist. I think that's very key. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no, I, um, I'm certainly not qualified to call myself a sports psychologist, but... Going back best part of 20 years ago, well, I realised there was an area of performance in golf that was that was missing. You know that the, so many people working on the technical aspect of the game, but not being able to take the game to the golf course. So it was a journey I started all those years ago that's been uh, been very kind to me. Really, there's, there's enough damaged golfers out there keep requiring some help. <laughs> And over the years, Carl, you, you've worked with some, some of the world's best golfers, most importantly from our point of view, the likes of Darren Clark and Graham McDowell. So, and they sort of really got you interested in that high level of sport. Um, and most recently you said you were speaking, working with Josh Luton. Inter- just to interrupt that, well, bizarrely, the, it, we were sat here in the hotel at Belfast Airport. The, the, I was, it was weird coming through the door because the very first meeting I ever had with Graham McDowell was here. And uh, I had to invite him into my room. <laughs> so, so you can just imagine that was, it. yeah, you know, where we're going to meet, where we'll meet. And it was busy down in the fire. And the next minute, it was, it was a little bit embarrassing that, but we, uh, we hit it off straight away. And then, uh, you know, I still, uh, still speak to him 15 years later. So it's been a, been, a, been a great journey, that. But yeah, recently I'd, 
Uh, I was asked to do, um, asked to have a chat with Joost Lauten, who was really struggling with his putting. So the benefits of modern technology now, we spent an hour and a half on Skype and uh, suggested a couple of ideas to him. And he was telling me that it, he has this, um, it's the strokes, you know, the strokes gained thing that they have on, on tour these yeah. days. And he was, he, he'd been, I think, minus six or minus, minus six or minus seven putting previous couple of weeks. And then when he won in Oman, he was plus seven to the field with putting so maybe it was a coincidence that we had a chat but it was no it, uh, it seemed to work quite well so try and give people an idea of the sort of thing that you would do Carl, you wouldn't sit them down and sort of go into their deepest darkest secrets what you kind of do is pinpoint areas that they need to work on and give them a structure that they can take with them onto the course not the best way to describe it the, the number one word that describe what I do Paul, is, is attention in the sense that I'm always very interested what has somebody got their attention on when they're playing golf and it's a very simple formula that either your attention's on something useful or useless. Now, as we all know with golfers, there's so much information out there. You know, we were talking earlier about YouTube and things like that. There's so much that you could put your attention on when you're swinging a golf club or, or moving a putter. But very often, it's an overload of information that causes the problem. So a lot of the time, I'm actually getting people to, first of all, understand how much they're actually thinking about perhaps the technique and then finding out what works for them. But the big thing I've done over the last probably 10 years is really sort of homing on the idea that everybody's completely different, everybody's unique. So I say to them, you need to become an attention detective. You need to find out what makes you as an individual tick. You know, don't, don't try and be Tiger or Ernie or Graham or whatever. Yeah, you can take some information from these great players, but you've got to understand what, what your sort of formula is for success. I always say that, you know, good player leaves a trail behind it, but we don't look for it. We always ask, what am I doing wrong? Probably the more important question is, what do I do right when I play well? You know, and that's always... Most of the time, I'm connecting people back to things they already know, but they've forgotten to do. It's funny what you were talking about data there now. Even in the time that you've been doing this business and career performance, even most recently you have your man Mark Brody and all mm. the information that yeah. he's developed and sort of changed people's ideas about exactly what scoring is yeah. and there's all that data out there. Has that sort of affected how you go about your, your game? No, again, I would, I would use the same sort of definition really or the same parameters that is, is, is information useful to the individual? Now, some people respond really, really well to it. Other people, it's actually quite damaging. You know, some people, if you get them to say focusing on greens in regulation for instance and, and, and they get better at that that can affect their overall score in a positive way so again you know, it's one of those things if, it's, if, it's, if, you're a, if you're a numbers person and you respond to numbers yeah Mark Brody's book is a great book but perhaps if you're a bit more of a big picture person you could get a little bit tied in knots with it so this, this theme of individuality really is the big key Now obviously you do a lot of work with clubs as well as elite players and tonight actually you're going over to Malone to deliver one of your seminars Um, this is something performance is something that the club player can get and and use effectively it's not just the elite 100% probably the thing I enjoy doing most in what I've done over the years is is what I'm doing tonight is is going to a club I think they've got about 80 people there tonight and there'll be a real broad 
broad cross-section of golfers, you know, I'm sure there'll be juniors, men, women, ladies, seniors, all, all the rest of it. Uh, but but my, my thing tonight will be, first of all, is to set yourself a bit of a challenge. Now, that challenge doesn't have to necessarily be get your handicap down. It could be play some golf courses that you've never played before or, you know, book that holiday that you always wanted to go on. It doesn't matter. It's about an individual thing. But then I'll talk about some performance ideas that have worked well with players over the years. And, and again, the theme being that, yeah, look at your golf swing, but that's not the only thing. You know, what do you do before you hit the shot? What's going through your mind before you hit it? And probably more relevant for a lot of people is what goes through your mind after after the ball's gone. You know, I get people working on post-shot routines, and that can have a real, real plus uh, effect because you can you can change that straight away. Tough to change your golf swing, but you can change your reaction straight away. Andrew Morris Golf now offers 12 months interest-free credit on everything bought online and in-store. New golf clubs or that electric trolley you've been dreaming of for as little as £30 per month. Drive the extra mile to drive away happy. Check out andrewmorrisgolf.com for full terms and conditions. Andrew Morris Golf on the web and at Laganview Golf Centre Lambeg. And that is it for another episode of the NI Golf Podcast. It was episode 42... Uh, we, we were due to be playing golf this Friday. Friday. But uh, the beast from the east has made sure that ain't happening. No, this is this is now Wednesday evening when we're recording the podcast. The beast is about to impact fully, we believe. There may well be some snow, Morris. There may be. So it's been cancelled down at Kirkuston, which is unfortunate, unfortunate. But it's been postponed for a week. Yeah. So we might get out next Friday around Kirkuston. Yeah, it might be three or four degrees then. <laughs> It'd be balmy. I have, Tropical. I've given up. I, I'm just going to... I, do you know what I need? I need a holiday. I need a holiday. Wait, I think we should off to Portugal. I wonder if I wonder if Tom will take us to Florida. Right, exactly. Do you nice. think Nick followed bloody give us an invite? Is there anything happening over the next couple of weeks? Rory's out again. Rory's out again. Valspar. Yeah, the Valspar and then another WGC. Then we'll have the match play after that. And before you know it, Morris. Before you know it, it'll be the Masters. Masters. It'll be the Masters. And then, then the chickens will come home to roost. <laughs> uh, so if you're, as we always say, if you're still playing the winter you league, lunatic. especially this week. If you played golf this week, you lunatic. Fair play. <laughs> this is wild. We'll be back in two weeks, folks. Have a good one, and we'll chat to you soon. See ya. Don't touch me. Shaking that ass. Shaking that ass. Shaking that ass. Shaking that ass.